Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Do you wear a veil? That's the title of today's morning briefing. More on 2 Corinthians 3, actually the end. I've been thinking more about the veil. In my last briefing, I referenced Exodus chapter 34, and I should like to take you there again. Stand with me and follow Aaron's gaze as he looks to see the familiar figure of his brother, Moses, coming down Mount Sinai. Forty days Moses had been alone with God, as God again gave him the precious Ten Commandments. He was seen on the horizon. As he got closer, Moses' face was so bright it fairly shone. It stung the eyes just to look at him. Moses took to wearing a veil, which shielded the holiness of God's reflection. It's interesting to note that when Moses continued his conversations with God, he removed the covering, unveiling himself to God. Moses wanted to be known by God. He wanted to be totally present and humble before God. Numbers 12 verse 3 actually cites that Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. Hmm. Do you think there was a link between his authenticity before God and his humility? When you and I are willing to be totally real with God, we see ourselves in light of his holiness rather than looking from the right or to the left, comparing ourselves to those around us, which is of no value whatsoever. Paul wrote that the veil remained when the law was read. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 14. Only one thing would remove the veil. That one thing? Jesus, the Christ. Paul saw in Moses' experience far beyond what you and I do. You see, Paul was familiar, familiar with the transaction himself. We remember that when first we saw Paul, his greatest ambition was to eradicate Christianity. He was a Christ hater. His entire life revolved around the old covenant, the law. He was a prestigious Jew, educated under the most highly regarded rabbi of the day, Gamaliel, and privileged to be a Roman citizen as well. All that changed on the Damascus Road one day. He was knocked to the ground and blind, blinded by an inexplicably bright shining light from heaven and directly confronted by Jesus Christ. The blindness remained until God saw fit to remove the scales from his eyes. You can read about it in Acts chapter 9. It seems the Lord had to literally make him blind to show him how truly blind he was to God's grace and to God's plan for his life. I don't know about you, but it often takes a lot for God to get my attention. When Paul responded to Jesus, scripture says the scales fell from its eyes. When Paul turned his gaze toward Jesus, God removed the veil. And then when Paul saw he not only became the first missionary, but arguably the second greatest teacher ever to inhabit the planet. 
You and I have the benefit of 2,000 plus years of biblical scholarship and interpretation, established church history, and yet many of us still have a veil in front of our faces. We fail to see where God is working because we have our own agendas, veils before our eyes. We want to operate in wholeness and yet past pain keeps us blinded, and we deceive ourselves, thinking we are mature. We want to be authentic, and yet fear of rejection keeps us bound to keeping up appearances. We fancy ourselves spiritually evolved, and yet religiosity keeps us from true relationship with the lover of our souls. Oh, that we would be able to see, with eyes wide open, what the Spirit has for us in Him, so that we will not have to be blinded in order to ultimately see. Ah, it is an interesting study to compare and contrast the veil, the veils, the scales, and what blinds us from truth. I hope it's been provocative to you to think about, to consider. We'll move further into 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tomorrow. If you'd like to see today's in its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Morning Briefings, and again, the title is, Do You Wear a Veil?